why are chocolates sold at supermarket checkout counters? When I ask uh, my leaders this, I get a lot of answers. Impulse purchase, you know, get rid of loose change, so on. But anthropologically, it might not be the right thing. Let me lead you a little bit into the way our brain works. The brain is an astonishing organ. It weighs 2% of our body weight, but consumes 20% of our energy. Sense and decision-making consume a lot of energy. Now, when you're in the supermarket, and when you're thinking about choices of bottled water and toilet paper, especially if you're in the US, 147 brands of bottled water, 35 brands of toilet paper, guess what you've been doing? You've been thinking and your brain has consumed energy. And when there's a hit in energy, psychologists call that ego depletion. And when that happens, your brain immediately wants a hit of sugar. And what's there when you're at the checkout counter? Chocolates. That's something very interesting about the brain. We all know stereotypes and biases exist. Why? Because the brain is a super efficient machine. It's constantly looking at ways to conserve energy. And it becomes easier when the brain can slot information that's coming to it in an easy and recognizable pattern. Is it right? Of course not. But the brain can handle only so much of data coming in without the ability to sort it out in the right kind of buckets. Number two, what's really happening to all of us in today's world? The amount of clutter that has taken over our lives is immense. The number of Facebook posts a day, the number of Insta posts a day, the number of texts that are exchanged, the number of screens in every household has only increased exponentially. And all that taxes our brain and it ensures that there's so much of clutter that we can't notice what's new. But I want you to understand and remember this one thing. You are unique, just like everybody else on the planet. There is virtually nobody around who's had the same set of life experiences as you have. Do you know the stripes on a tiger are not on the fur, it's actually on the skin. And no two tigers in the entire world have the same kind of stripes. Pretty much like our lives, right? But what comes in the way? When we think we don't have a great story. And this is where you could be wrong. So my coach, a gentleman called Sam Carthorn lost an arm and a leg in an automobile accident about 10 years ago. He was sleeping, he was driving, he dozed off and he veered into the opposite track and he hit a 18-wheeler. From then on, Sam has become one of the world's best inspirational speakers. He shared the stage with the Dalai Lama and a lot of other luminaries. And he's really gone way ahead in telling people how to bounce forward. Around the same time, a friend of his 
lost his arm in a shark attack. Sam didn't think that story was a lot more glamorous, right? You would agree. Losing an arm in a shark attack, you know, you're swimming and there's a shark, you, you know, you punch the shark, you gouge its eyeball and then you escape. That's a better story. That didn't stop Sam from sharing his story to the rest of the world. So every time you think you don't have a story, I want you to really think again. Talking about stories, a very, very interesting thing happened with me about 10 years ago. Actually, about 20 years ago, I was on my first trip, international trip to Japan. And before I left, um, I was asking my friends and colleagues, uh, what can I take from my clients? And they said, Japan is a very, has a very high gifting culture. And they suggested little uh, uh, elephant trinkets. And I put them all in my laptop bag and I took off and um, we were about to land in Tokyo. And this man sidles up to me and says, uh, sub, disembarkation form Barnai. I said, okay, all right. I started filling his name, where he's from, where he's going. And then I asked him, what do you do? And why are you going to Japan? He said, sir, I'm taking an elephant with me to Japan. Uh, I seriously started questioning the amount of drinks I had <laughs> on that flight. But it turned out that this was India's gift to Japan. And the last image in my mind that I have was when I was going off uh, towards Na from Narita airport, the elephant was being guided down the ramp and there were huge number of paparazzi around taking snaps of that elephant. Now, let's move on to the next thing. My first meeting was at this company called Honda and we were two of us from India and there were about 12 clients in the room. I finished my presentation, I sat down and I opened up my laptop bag and to my horror, all the Ganeshas went rolling across the floor and the people were jumping up and down, shrieking. And so I picked up the Ganeshas, I apologized. But here's what happened after that. A 15-minute session on the story of Ganesha. So Ganesha helped me in that distant land 20 years ago in more ways than one. At the end of the conversation, I was no longer a gaijin. I was no longer a foreigner. Stories connect different cultures in a very, very unique and interesting way.